Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, amen. Come on, say this with me. Say, in the middle of the storm. I'll uh, say it like, like you may be in the middle of a storm and you need to hear yourself say it. Say, in the middle of a storm, God is my anchor. <laughs> in the middle of my storm, God is my anchor. I was listening this morning as we were, um, welcome to church, by the way. I was listening this morning uh, to our leadership team and those that gather before service to pray for you before you get here. And um, I... I, I it's encouraging to know that they see the season that we're in. Anybody been under attack the past, I don't know, 30 days? I don't mean that, I don't mean that the FBI has been knocking down your door. <clears throat> I'm just saying, was that too soon? I'm sorry. I'm just saying, um, I just had to make sure, get a pulse, just make sure y'all were here because y'all was like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Um, <clears throat> anybody just been under attack? Like, like, you know, like, like, you know, everything's going smooth and all of a sudden your AC just stops working. I'm not talking about our story. I'm talking about somebody else in this house. Or maybe you're just rolling down the street. You come up to a stoplight. You start to take off and your wheels fall off. Anybody? Has anybody ever had that happen to them? I, I, I heard somebody say this week that it happened to them. And, and um, uh, the, the serviceman, serviceman, the person who attempted to put the tire on, gave them this response when they called to tell them what happened. Well, that just happens every day. Uh, excuse me. It better not happen every day. Come on now. And so, uh, all jokes aside, I just sense that the, not just this house, but the body of Christ is under attack. And something, as you said this this morning, Tom, there's something that just responded into me. The enemy only attacks if you're getting ready to go to a place he doesn't want you to show up. So if you're under attack, baby, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Right? Y'all going to love this message today. It's going to send some of y'all through the the roof. I'm just saying, if you got a weave, you better hold on tight because it might just cock to the side. If you got a toupee on, just put your hand up here the whole service because I'm telling you, this message is going to blow your mind today. I'm safe. I don't have a weave or a wig. I'm good. (laughs) And so I didn't know why when I was studying and I started putting my, my message notes together, why the Holy Spirit had me jot this verse down, but now I know. It's not even part of the message. It won't be on the screen, but you want to write this down. It's Isaiah 43, 2, and it says this, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Some of us spiritually are like, just like, this is how we have to walk around sometimes because sometimes it's deep. It's deep waters, man. Huh? Man, when I get out to a, when we, we were at the beach and, and, me, me and Grace, Amy likes to stay on the shoreline, but me and Grace, we'll be going out, and, 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 and I keep walking, and then she, she's like, Daddy, I'm, I'm good right where I'm at. I'm not going any farther. She's like, can you touch? I'm like, no, nah, but we good. Sometimes we need to get out where we can't touch. We need to step out past our comfort zone. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Be encouraged. If you've been going through a difficult week this week, just be encouraged. You will not drown. You may be like bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. I'm getting some water up in here, but you will not drown. Sometimes that bubbly, bubbly in your nose and coming through your throat and you know you hawk up that uh, uh, nasty stuff. Too personal. Sometimes if all you can get out is, Lord, save me, Jesus, help, right? You will not drown. Who are you calling out to when, when, the, when the storms come? Who are you calling out to? There's some things that my spouse, that Amy Weber, she can't do for me. I got to call on Jesus. There's some things the leadership team can't help me through. They got strong faith and they help push us through. But there's some things I got to cry out to God. Man, I'm standing here today in worship. Y'all saw that crazy mess. But when you're singing, where could I go? 
Who's going to move this mountain, this storm that I did not choose? See, this stuff in worship is more than just lyrics that somebody pinned on a paper. Sometimes I feel that way. Man, I got, I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this storm. But where would I be without you? See, we look where we are and go, God, are you really here? No, you let him dismiss himself or you dismiss him because the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. He will not go where he's not welcome or wanted. And if we dismiss him, then you'll see, then you'll see you, where you really are without him. God's got you. I said this a few weeks ago. Wherever you are, God has you there. And where you are, he has you. So you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. That's good news, church. I'm already up in the message and didn't even know it. I hadn't even given you the message title. That's because I'm trying to bait y'all. Because I'm telling you, you're not ready. You got your pen? You ready for this? Here it is. Bring on the storm. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I. Now, we like the messages of God deliver me from the storm. God will get you through the storm. God, God, I'm like Peter. Look at you. Walk on the water. We love those. But we're in this, we're in this thing of let's go. Let's go. If something's coming at you, come on, let's go. I got me and Jesus, we good. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, he's with me. I'm good. Let's go. You got a storm? Bring it on. Let's go. Somebody said, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm, I'm in a storm right now, and I'm, I'm like up to here, and I can't, I don't, can't even. No, you just say, come on, let's go. Jesus, come on, let's go. Write that on your paper. Say, come on, let's go. Bring on the storm. Say that with me. Say, bring it on. Bring it on. I told you it's going to be a little different. That's just a little different. Y'all like, wait, I, I need to find out what you really mean by that. Because I can't buy into, I mean, I'm already, like I said, I'm already up to here. It's not your typical storm message today. But this is one that you will benefit from if you, if you lean in and tap in to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in your life today. Amen? Because the truth is, Jesus told his disciples in John 16, he said, here on earth, you will have many, <laughs> many trials and sorrows. He did not say you'll have a few. He did not say you'll have some. He didn't say you'll, have, you'll experience one major trial in your life. He said, no, you'll have many. Many trials, many heartaches, many sorrowful moments. But then he goes on to say, but take heart. I, lo I love this. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Now, if you're like me, that take heart, I, 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 if you're like me, I'm, I, I've looked at this, this verse a little sideways sometimes because how in the world do we take heart we're in the middle of a storm? I mean, how do you, how do you, encur how do you get encouraged when the storm is coming at you? When, 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 God, when my heart feels like it's broken into a million pieces, can I tell you how to do it? Can I tell you how to take heart? It's with what I like to call gritty, G-R-I-T-T-Y, gritty faith. Gritty faith. Grit means to show courage or resolve. Faith says, now, this is what the Bible says about faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things yet seen or not seen. So, so you need to have a gritty faith. You need to have courage, a, a, a courageous faith. So let me give you the definition of what gritty faith is. And I'll slow down just a little bit so you can write this down. It's, it's actually going to be on the screen for you. It's a, it, gritty faith is a God-given ability to step out and press on in difficult situations. We got to have a gritty faith. When the storm's coming and, and, and life is coming at you and the Bible says, you take heart, be encouraged in that moment. Anybody, anybody have a hard time with being encouraged when the devil's on your back? Huh? It's hard, but you do it with gritty faith. I, I know I could take a poll and I already did. How many are going through a storm? If you didn't raise your hand now, wait till this week. <laughs> Because when you come into the house of God and you're trying to pursue God's purpose and God's best for your life and God's best for your marriage and, and God's best for being a parent, the attack is going to come. That's what I just said. Because the enemy doesn't want you to be that. The enemy doesn't want you to be the man that God's called you to be and the woman that God's called you to be. And if he can get in and divide that, but you need gritty faith. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, gritty faith, got to have it. Gritty faith, got to have it. It's a God-given ability to step out 
and press on into difficult situations. Man, I used to be like, pray for me, pastor. I, I, I got, I got, I, I got a, a situation. It's cool to pray for that, but bless God, let's go. I know I'm, I'm real animated because I, I want you to see how we're supposed to be. Come on, let's go. Jesus, let's go. It's kind of hard to ask God into your situation when you started your day without him to begin with. So when I wake up, got to have a couple cups of coffee. She knows, and I know. She sits on one end of the table, and I sit on the other. Once I, once I get mine and she gets her coffee, we good. But once you do your, your deal, make sure before you open up your door and step out into the day, you say, Jesus, let's go. Be with me today. You already know what's going to face me today. You already know how the enemy's going to attack today, and I can't do it without you. I'm just telling you right now, let's go. Come on, let's go. Bring on the storm, but let's go. Gritty faith. Listen, when you're going through a tough time, it takes gritty faith. When you're experiencing the loss of a loved one and you don't know how you're going to get through, let me tell you, it's gritty faith that will get you through. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a walking, my family is a walking testament of that. When everything in your world is ripped up, it takes gritty faith. Because you can go, but God, they were my rock, my dad and my, my stepmom, they were everything. And God, and, and, but where is your foundation? Is it Jesus? Because the Bible says he won't be shaken. That lets, that's a good indicator to let you know where your faith is and, and where you play, put your trust. Because if you put it, misplaced hope, misplaced trust. I'm going back to last week. If it's misplaced, you're going to feel the shaking. But if your trust and hope is in God, he can't be shaken. Did you hear me? So where is your hope? Where is your trust? Gritty faith. Many, the, many of you in this room have experienced tough seasons in your life. Seasons you didn't ask for, hurt that, that you, didn't, you didn't expect to come from a person you didn't expect it to come from. Anybody? Ever been hurt by something? You, I, I never thought it would be that person. I never thought it would be that church. <laughs> I never thought it would be that pastor. Are you talking about? No, I'm not talking. I'm saying <laughs> hurt hurts. And hurt is no, no respecter of who can be involved in hurting you. But you can get through it with gritty faith. The dangerous part about tough seasons is that, is that we can make the choice to let go and move past it. Or we can stay stuck where we are. And that brings unforgiveness. And that's a whole other part of heartache. Forgiveness, you know, it is not about, it's not about what the other person did. It's you saying, I release that hurt from my life. That doesn't mean you got to walk back up and, oh, I'm, I just, I just want to be back in, in, in good graces with you. No, 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 no. Some, sometimes it's, it, you, need, you need the distance. I'm, I'm practicing what I preach, by the way. You need the distance. But what you're releasing, not necessarily is the person, but you're releasing what is on you that the enemy put on you. And that's hurt and unforgiveness. Betrayal. Who am I talking to today? So how do we prevent getting stuck? How do we prevent the hurt? Philippians 3.14 says it this way. Apostle Paul writes, forgetting. This is how you do it. Forgetting what is behind, forgetting the hurt, forgetting that season, and straining toward what is ahead. My dad used to read this all the time. I press on toward the goal to, the, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Listen, my prayer for you today is this. <clears throat> that regardless of what you may be going through right now, no matter what may be thrown at you this week, my prayer is that you would leave this place today with a gritty faith, the type of faith that enables you not to just step out but to stick it out. That's my prayer. That you won't just, that you, not, just, not just step out, but stick it out. Regardless of how long that, that season is, you'll stick it out. I don't know that I like this preacher, and I don't know that I like this word. That's okay. Let's go. Bring on the storm. This is not a message that I was excited. Yes, God, they're going to shout me down today. They want to go through a storm. Oh, you're, you're telling me to encourage them to bring on the storm? No wonder y'all sitting silent. I don't know that I like this. Who's that remind you of? <laughs> it does. It does. Woo. 
Somebody say, bring on the storm. What do I want you to get from this message today? What do I want you to take away from these few moments that we have? This is it. You have more grit in you than you think you do. I text somebody this week. I said, you're stronger than you think you are. See, we, we gauge of how well we're doing based on what's happening to us. No, baby, you need to gauge how well you are to how much of the Holy Spirit you've allowed to come into your situation to carry you through. He will carry you through. The struggle is when I'm trying to do it without him. Let me say it this way. There is a determined, passionate, gritty, faith-filled giant on the inside of you. We sing that song. There's a giant inside of these lungs. There is a giant inside of you. What's those, what's those crazy mirrors? You remember we used to go to the carnival and those crazy mirrors that make your body look like wah, 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 right? And you can get in front of one of them and it make you look real, real short. That's what the enemy, that's what the enemy invites you to see. The picture of yourself is that you're this small. And the more and more he can put on you, the smaller you feel. No, you are, there is a giant inside of you. And there is a giant, his name is Jesus, by the way. Mm -mm. All right, let's jump into the message. I got a few minutes. Y'all good? Somebody say, I thought we were already in it. We are. But I want to go to the main text today. Matthew chapter 14. This is probably my favorite, one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. I've taught from it before, but I am completely coming in at a different angle today. It's Matthew 14. And I'm going to start at verse 22 and only read through 29. And what I want to do today, and I've, I've, I've already committed that I'm, we're going to make this a two-part series this week and next week. And through this little talk, I want to give you three things that gritty faith is and how you can find more of it. Today, I'm only going to give you one because I'm wound up. And I just feel like God wants to do something. He wants to set some people free. I feel like there's a, there's a spirit of oppression on people. I think there's a spirit of anxiety on people because everything is just completely out of control. And what, all I'm saying to you is, let's go. You've got what you need in you to get the job done. You've got what you need in you to see this thing through. Maybe you're, maybe you're teetering on your marriage. No, listen, you have what it takes to get through whatever it is you're in. Whatever the storm and you just so happen to be in the right place today for such a time is this. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 says this. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat. Now, after, after this is after he just fed the 5,000 with a little boy's um, uh, little pocket lunch, okay? <laughs> he just fed the 5,000 with some bread and some, and some fish. And after that happened, he urged the disciples, insisted that they get back into the boat and cross over to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, Jesus, he went into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Somebody say, bring on the waves. Yeah, because when you bring on the waves, you get wet. And I don't know about you, but sometimes wet water makes me feel refreshed. So sometimes in the middle of a storm, when you get wet, and you, instead of running and hiding, oh, God, oh, please cover me today, sometimes you need to get out and say, let's go. Bring on the storm. Bring on the wave. Because when you get wet, you'll get refreshed. Sometimes we can't get refreshed because we're too busy trying to hide out. I tell you, one place you'll get wet when you roll up in this church. See, I can't speak for every, but I'm telling you, when you come in here, I know some of y'all thinking, I know because you spit a lot. That's wet. No, I ain't talking about that wet. I'm talking about you will get wet. Somebody told me a long time ago, he said, you're a wet worshiper. Will you worship wet? What's that mean? Will you worship in the middle of the storm? It's easy to come in here and go, I lift my hands. I only lift my hands when everything feels good. When my checking, book, my checking account looks good and everybody's doing, everything's great in my life, then I can lift my hands. No, you need to worship wet. You need to worship when you're in the middle of a storm. You need to come to church when you don't feel like coming to church. Amen. There's some of you in this room and I could call you out and I know you have every reason to not to want to be in the house of God today. I commend you and I applaud you for being in this place in spite of the storm that you're in. 
Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This is not Pastor B. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Be encouraged. And I got a little fight in me today because I know that the devil has been beating the hell out of some people. In their mind, if that offends you, I'm not sorry, but I'm just telling you the truth. There's no way you can dress up the storm of the enemy. It's, it's hell sometimes. And being in this house, you will find strength. And my prayer today is that you will be refreshed. So let me give you the first one. Man, I'm fighting for people's family. I'm fighting for people's lives. I don't like to be pulled to the side and hear people talking about their their, their uh, uh, thoughts of suicide. I don't want to hear that stuff. I've been there. I've been there. I've been that guy. I'm a, I'm a, I was a worship leader and executive pastor of a, of a very large church in Georgia. Just released a worship CD, got a brand new baby. And the enemy told me, he said, you're not making a difference. Just end it. I've been there. Somebody said, I don't, I'm not having those thoughts. Good. But just know that the devil is going to come at you at your weakest moment. When you feel like everything should be okay, it's not okay. First thing, whew, I'm, mm. point number one, gritty faith. What is it? I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going to give you, next week I'm going to give you how to find more of it. Got to have more. Gritty faith is the guts to get out of your comfort zone. Gritty faith is the guts. It takes guts to get out of your comfort zone. It takes guts when we get to that part of the service, when, when my wife says, we're going to give you two or three minutes to go love on somebody. It takes guts to get out of that comfort zone, my seat. It takes guts. There's something about being connected. That's why we leave it in there. We're not trying to break the spirit of, of the Lord and what he's wanting to do, but there's something about being connected because it is so way too easy for you to come in, park it, have a seat, hear a message, do a little worship, and then walk out, and then the enemy just, Bam. But when you feel connected, when you feel like there's a, there's a family, it's not a church that you belong to, it's a family you're a part of. Amen. Then you, and you hear things like, you can make it through this. Amen. Gritty faith. Gritty faith. There are some that have this misconception that being a follower of Jesus promises a stormless life. <laughs> Something we must remember about Jesus. Let's go back to that story. Something we must remember about Jesus. The Bible says that he was fully God and he was fully man. So because he was God in the flesh, Jesus knew. He's all-knowing. He knew that the storm was going to come. when he sent, it's, a, it's a calm night. Hey, boys, go ahead and go to the other side. I'll catch up with you. He knew there was going to be a storm. What am I saying? Jesus knows even when you're hearing this message that you're going to face a storm and he's still calling you. He's still leading you and you're going to go through the storm and he will not leave you. Jesus doesn't promise a stormless life, but he does promise to be an anchor through every storm that you face. Speaking of getting out of our comfort zone. It's always been interesting to me that when Jesus fed the 5,000, when he fed them comfort food, everybody say comfort food. Fish and bread, that's comfort food. That makes your belly feel good and you can go to, go, go to, go to night, night land and have a great sleep, right? Comfort food. They loved him when he provided comfort food, but what happened when he began to confront what was things that were going on in their life? They left him. Matter of fact, they even said, crucify him. So, so I think a lot of Christians associate Christ with comfort and associate the devil with disruption. Let me say that again. A lot of Christians associate Christ with comfort and associate the devil with disruption. When in reality, it might just be the devil that's keeping you comfy. It might be Jesus that's trying to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming. Honestly, before you leave here today, this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say this week. I want them to leave uncomfortable today. I want my people to leave uncomfortable today. No more just coming in. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. I drop my tithe in the bucket as it passes. 
Pastor B, I love the message today. And then walk out. No. We, God wants you to be so uncomfortable that you decide to make a change before you leave this place today. No matter what comes, hell or high water, no matter what comes my way tomorrow, I'm going I'm to ask Jesus to come and be a part of this thing with me. And I'm going to say, let's go. Bring on the storm. And if I get a little wet, that's okay. It's refreshing. I'm just curious. When was the last time that you had a moment where God disrupted your life? Where God disrupted your life? I know some of you have to think about this. When was the last time you felt God was disagreeing with something that you said or disagreeing with something you were doing? That's called conviction. When's the last time? If we're completely honest, that should be happening frequently. If we're honest. Because if I think that God winks at a lot of the stuff that I do and some of the attitudes that I have, I have, I have thoroughly just lost my mind. God's not happy when I get aggravated. God's not happy when I don't have time for my family, when I think I'm too busy. Go back to Adam's message. Learn to say no to some things. When was the last time God challenged you on that secret sin pattern? That he's not okay with. I get it. I'm just like you. I'm a creature of habit and comfort. Within 20 minutes of leaving this building today, if we're not going to Gainesville to eat, I will be at home. I'll take off the skinny jeans. These are not those today. But I'll take off and I'll jump into some gym pants, gym shorts. Usually they're Ohio State Buckeyes. Hello, somebody. O-H. I-O. Yeah, I know. We'll do all that in just a couple weeks. I hope you're prepared. I just threw that in there to let you know where I'm coming from, where I'm going to show up. Hope you're going to show up for the the party on on the, the last Sunday of this month as we kick off something we love so much, and it's college football, but I love comfort. I will, I will get, I'll, I'll, I'll change clothes, I'll eat, and then I'll dive on the couch to watch a Netflix series that I've probably already seen. I'll, I'll, I'll say, hey, y'all want to watch Lost, this, the TV series Lost? We've watched Lost like six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. We already know, we know, like Jack and all, they're part of our family. Why? Because there's so much, un, there's so much unpredictable stuff going on in our world. Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? So what do we do? I go home. I don't want anything unpredictable. I already want to know. They was on a plane. It went to an island. Jack was the, 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 the savior of the day, right? Jack and Kate. Well, I'm saying all that to say, we love comfort. We don't want stuff to change. God changes stuff up. I know some of y'all get freaked out when I move the chairs around and we, we move your spot. I was sitting in a great chair last week. Now I got this, this Buckeye red colored or something. I don't know. We don't like it. We don't like it when, when, when God kicks over our comfort, our comfort zone. Remember what I said? Could it be the enemy's causing you to be comfortable? Maybe some of y'all need to step out and start uh, uh, volunteering in the kids area. Hello, church. Outside your comfort zone. Instead of singing that country song, let's talk about me, 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 me. I got 15 kids at home. I need to come in and get, get fed. Sometimes you'll get fed more than from the word when you're actually doing the word. Serving other people. <laughs> Just a little plug there. Listen, I get it. Comfort is cool, but it's also overrated. The truth is, nobody grows in their comfort zone. Nobody grows in their comfort zone. Nobody grows in their comfort zone. I could go right into a message on pruning. The, the bush looks great. There's, there's stuff on there. There's blossoms. And what's the gardener come and do? Cuts them off. Why? To make room for more fruit. But it looked like it was good. Maybe there needs to be a pruning process. Maybe that relationships that, and the people you're connected to... May, Maybe you think it's okay, but maybe God is saying some of those relationships aren't okay. Maybe it's time to break, break covenant with some relationships and some friendships that are holding you hostage to that sin that the God is trying. They're actually helping you promote, and they're an enabler of a sin that God is trying to get you away from. What was Peter's comfort zone in the boat? He was a fisherman. That was his comfort zone. But then what happened? Jesus comes walking on the water and Peter's gritty faith nudges him to step out of what was familiar to him. You think Peter was afraid? Perhaps. 
But you need to know this, that fear isn't the enemy of faith. Familiarity is the enemy of faith. Fear is not, it will hold you hostage, but familiarity is actually more dangerous than fear because we will stay stuck to what we're familiar with. I read this quote this week from, uh, he's a Canadian author, uh, T. Harv Ecker, and it said this, nobody ever died from, of discomfort, yet living in the same, excuse me, let me start over. Nobody ever died of discomfort, yet living in the name of comfort has killed more ideas, more opportunities, more actions, and more growth than anything else combined. Comfort kills. Comfort kills. Your comfort zone will, will destroy your marriage. That's sometimes why I'll say, Amy Weber, clear, clear your schedule. Tonight's date night. Let me show you something. I brought this picture. This picture, aww. Some are like, wait, well, you married somebody else? She got red hair. Now she got gray hair. I mean, not gray hair. What? Blonde hair. <laughs> I don't think I'll be sitting on my couch today watching Lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got gray hair too. You just can't see it. I keep it shaved so nobody can say anything other than this. Anyway, that picture was taken about 11 years ago. We've been here, it'll be nine years in January, but we've been back to Chiefham. That picture was taken about 11 years ago and it look, we look happy, don't we? But what you don't see in that picture is a couple who had just been through, who'd poured their lives into a ministry for over 10 years serving people. And we watched that ministry go through a very devastating time we saw that ministry go through a storm and it also created a storm for us I could touch on the story of Jonah and the whale some of the storms that we go through aren't necessarily our storm they're someone else's but because we're connected or they're in our boat we face that storm but what you don't see is a marriage that was strained because of selfish choices. That would be me. And in that moment of everything just being topsy-turvy, we felt like God was saying in the middle of our storm, in the middle of, oh my gosh, how could you ever use us? Because I, I didn't want anything else to do with church or ministry or people, helping people. They could all die and go to hell. I, I'm just being honest. That's how I felt. Like, I'm not sticking my neck on the line for nobody else. Ain't no hurt like church hurt. And in that moment, we felt, just within months later, we felt the Holy Spirit. We were actually supposed to take over the ministry that, was, was, um, that we had been a part of. Like, we were already in talks about that. And the Holy Spirit said, nope, you're supposed to be in Chiefland. I had no idea that we would move down here and in 2020, dad and I would transition the ministry. I had no idea, COVID, what is COVID? How do you spell it? How long is it going to be hanging out? I had to shut this place down, had church on a camera, launched a building program when there was just 10 leaders in the room trying to help us run a service. Had no idea, God knew, 11 years ago, had no idea that in June of 2020, my stepmom would be diagnosed with a very aggressive bladder cancer, and within two months, she would be gone, dead, gone. And three weeks after that, that my dad would, would die of a heart attack? No idea. But God knew. See, God knows where you are, and if you will listen to his voice in spite of your circumstances, he will lead and guide you to the place he called you to be. Can I just be honest? These past two years of being your pastor, I have never been this uncomfortable, but at the same time, I have never, ever felt this alive. There is a change. Change doesn't happen until you position yourself to where God is leading you. He doesn't push you there. Because we tried to leave Chiefland twice after coming here. Put our house on the market Twice. 
And neither time did our house sell. Not a bite. But when we had to put it on the market, because Josh and Brittany said, we don't want to lose mom and dad's house. You guys are in a better position to, to assume the debt. Will you sell your home? I was like, we tried this before. We, we put it on the market. It was sold within a week. I know y'all have heard this story before. I'm telling you, God will line things up. He won't force you. He's not a forcer. He's a filler. If, he, if you will position yourself to where you're supposed to be, he will fill you up. Listen, I have experienced more growth. I'm not talking about me. I'm using me as an example. I can't talk about somebody else's story, but I can tell you all day what God has done in our life. I, 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 I am more filled. I am more alive. That doesn't mean that some stuff's not fearful, but I will not stay in a place of familiarity. And I'm encouraging you to do the same thing. Our marriage is stronger than this. I love her. I love her more today. I'm not going for brownie points. I don't need to make, I am the, I'm the brownie all by itself. <laughs> I'm more in love with her today than I've ever been. That only happened because I surrendered and positioned myself where God wants me to be. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Hear me. If, you're, if, you, if you feel like God has led you somewhere and now you got there and you feel all alone, all by myself, I'm feeling like I'm all by myself. You're not alone. He is with you. He'll never leave you. You might leave him because you feel like something's better. And he'll forgive you and let you come back home. I got to wind this thing down. I'm only on page 5 of 25. I'm just kidding. I've seen this same pattern over and over and over in my life where I felt like God was calling me to do something, but I felt like I was inadequate and wasn't ready. Some of you have felt that way. I know you're calling me to do this, but I don't feel ready for this. Anybody ever felt like that? Like, God, God's leading, but I don't feel ready Listen, you'll never feel ready. I want to encourage you today that, that this might be the exact place that Jesus is trying to get you to. And the place that God is wanting you, the person that God is wanting you to be. Listen, when you find yourself at a place where if it doesn't work out, it's over, that's exactly where God wants you to be. If he doesn't step in, it's over. That's where he wants you to be. Because if you could do it all by yourself, there's no need for God. Why is all this so important? Why is it important to get out of your comfort zone? Because your faith needs you to stretch it. Faith is like a muscle. You need to work it. Live outside of your comfort zone. You're not going to grow in your comfort zone. Maybe next Sunday, sit somewhere else that you normally don't sit. Because I've got my tissue box right there, and that's my pen, and that's my notes. Man, go sit in the bathroom. He'll talk to you in the bathroom. He talks to me a lot in the bathroom. I'm, I'm just telling you, man, find a place. Get outside your comfort zone. And if somebody's, sitting in your, if somebody's sitting in your seat and you went for it next week, that's God saying, I told you to move. <laughs> yes, sir. Self-eval time. How's your walk with Christ? How is your walk with Christ? Is it growing? If it's not, could it be that you're, comfort, you're comfortable? How's your relationship with your spouse? Is it hot and spicy? If it's not, you need to go to the kitchen cabinet where you keep your spices. Okay. This preacher talk about anything. Absolutely, because uh, God wants, he created it all. And he wants, and he, oh, y'all ain't ready for that. Mm -mm. We'll do it. I know, I know, I know, I know. That was probably more B than it was God, so I'm going to leave that alone. Did you see that? How often are we willing to do that? Stop this if we know it's us and not him. Listen, the depth of those relationships, your spouse, with your kids, your coworkers, your extended family, hello. The depth of those relationships are directly connected to the depth of your relationship with God. So maybe it's not getting to the spice cabinet to spice things up. Maybe it's getting into 
his word. Maybe it's when I, when I begin to love her like Christ loves me. Unconditional love. Then you're going to see. That's not, that's not just for your spouse. Because I know we got single people in here. It's all relationships. If we'll love people, regardless of if they go to another church, who okay. If we'll love people and accept people where they are, instead of saying, come up to my level and be this, then I can accept you. If we'll love like, that's not how Jesus did. If Jesus loves us how we are, then we should love others the same way. You want to know how we're going to make a difference in this community? When we love people where they are. They ain't got to stay there. We don't have to accept it for them to stay there. But, but we do want to show them the way and show them there's something better and they're missing out on it. Oh, you may, that, may, that may be good, may feel good, may look right and all that. But you're missing out on something even more. Because where you are is your comfort zone. You're familiar with it. So, so how do I grow my walk with God? So glad you asked. Get connected and stay connected to your church family. Listen, this is not a plug or condemnation for anybody who has missed any amount of time through the summer. Okay? So hear me. Because people try, they try to connect things. Go, well, he's, trying, he's manipulating that and he's saying that so he can. No, 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 no. Listen. Because I'm confident of what we have in this family. And I've heard Adam say it before. We've seen families who have, who, who have disconnected, who lost everything. It doesn't make us special, doesn't. But we make it a priority to put him first above any, any agenda we have as a ministry. So stay connected. Stay connected to your church family. I love this one. Become a member. What's that about? We're going to do that September 4th, first Sunday of, of, of um, <clears throat> September. If this is your home, I know she already announced it, but if this, you, you call this your home, man, sign up. What's that about? It's, it's, it's something about accountability. It's putting your name on a paper. Becky has been working behind the scenes. We're producing this app that, that we're going to be able to share with you so that we can, because the church is growing. And, 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 and we want to be able to put a name with a face, so we're going to take a picture. And we want to find out how you can get plugged in. What is being a member? It's getting plugged in. It's, it's getting outside of your comfort zone. It's what I've been preaching today. It's serving in the usher, serving greetings, serving in the cafe, serving with the kids, serving on stage crew, serving in the media booth. It's serving. It's getting outside your comfort zone. There is something, the quality that you have that God needs. He didn't put it in you for you to sit on your seat. You're dignified. Yeah. He wants you to do something with it. He has so much more for you. So become a member. Get involved. Join a serve team. Commit to financially investing in the ministry. We haven't told you, but uh, uh, Andy, as his schedule allows, he's starting the process of, of clearing the property. And, and, we're, and I told you what we're, we're building. We're building that account back up. The land is already paid for. We raised, in less than two years, we raised 70000 a little over 70000 Where are we at right now? We're just a couple hundred short of 11000 back in the account to go towards our probably around about figure, a $3.5 million building. I know, I know, I know. What's it going to take all that? There is hurting people in this, just like you, just like me, in our city, that need a safe place. They need a place that they can go regardless of their hair color, regardless of the length of their, regardless if they got tattoos, regardless if they got whatever clothes, they, they got to feel comfortable. So you got pregnant out of wedlock. That's okay. He'll still forgive you. Well, is there something wrong? I, I don't oh, I didn't mean to open that, but I'm just saying, there are, there are ministries that will say, you got pregnant. You can't be here no more. I've had those conversations with people in our town, and my heart just broke, and they will not step foot back in a church. That stuff makes me angry. It's not about the, the other churches or whatever. I'm not, I'm not even jamming. I'm just like, we got to get, we got to love like Christ loved. He got in the dirt and said, ye without sin, cast the first stone. And they dropped their rocks and split. He is not the accuser. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Well, the word says and the Torah says, you should be stoned. Well, I am the word. Jesus is what Jesus said. He didn't say, I'm paraphrasing. I am that I am. All that stuff, I'm, I'm that. And I say, 
she's forgiven. You want to know where we, where we, where we stand? Forgiven. Now let's get on a path to get into the direction and the destination that God has for your life, which is the very best. Amen. 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 Oh, last one. Oh, man. And we're, we're kicking this off today. Join in our group. What's in our group? That's a, that's a group of no more than 10 people. We, we launched this early in the year. We're going to do another one. Uh, we're, if, if you led an R group last, last semester, I'm encouraging you to hit that table on the way out right there where Janelle's at and sign up. Ride horses, play Monopoly, go bowling, book club, knitting, whatever you're into. I guarantee you there's probably at least five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people in this room that, that like, like just what you. What's the purpose? For you to get connected? To get outside of these four walls and do life together? So today, there's a, there's a, there's a clipboard back there for those, only those that are wanting to lead a group. What do I got to do? I don't, I don't preach. You don't have to. I mean, you can bowl that thing and get a strike and go, thank you, Jesus. I mean, that's, you know, if that's as deep as it gets for you, that's cool. But for the next couple weeks, we're, gonna, we're launching our groups. For those that want, feel led to lead, again, outside your comfort zone. Are you tr- tracking me? I know. I know. It's 1202. I'm going to be done in just a second. But this is important because it's more, than, it's more than just me giving you word. It's then you actually doing something with it. Everybody on this side of the room, look on that side of the room. Make eye contact with somebody. Just look at somebody. And y'all look back because it, it, it would help for y'all to look back. <laughs> they care about you and you've got something in you that they need. Now look at, look at me. I care about you and you've got something in you that I need. That's why we do life together. In closing, Meredith, will you come? Get outside your comfort zone. What's that look like? For some of you, just turn your attention right up here. I know things are different. <laughs> it's called growth. Huh? For some of you, what does growth look like and what does getting outside your comfort zone look like? It's having that conversation that you've been putting off. You know that you're supposed to go to them and say, I forgive you. They might not even know. It's having a conversation that you have been putting off. For some of you, it's getting out of a friendship that's letting you stay in that addiction. I've already said that today. Maybe it's you getting out of that relationship that's causing you to settle for less than God's very best for your life. For some, it's forgiving that person or confessing that secret sin. That's between you and God. That's not for you to come to me. And I'm just telling you, God has put within you a faith that is gritty, that will help you move out from your comfort zone. It is inside of you. Gritty faith. It is there. I'm not saying it'll be easy, but what I am telling you is you'll be glad that you did. I'm telling you. I've never met anybody that stepped out and started serving and go, <laughs> that, that felt like they didn't have any life. We, we were out, that picture, put it back up, put it back up. We were outside of our comfort zone. I've been hurt by people, people judgy, judgy Christians. How, that don't even go together, but it happens. Go back to Chiefland. God, I said I would never go back. 1993, I packed my bags. I moved to the ATL, Hotlanta, and I wasn't coming back. Don't ever tell God you won't do something. He'll move heaven and earth. I mean, he owns them both, right? He'll move heaven and earth. With a surrendered heart, he'll move heaven and earth to help you get to where he's called you to be. So let's go. Let's go. Bring on the storm. Come wind, come waves. I won't be afraid. I wrote a little course years ago. Let it rain. Come wind, come waves. I will not be afraid. The waves, the wet, the water, let it refresh you.
Anybody not feel uncomfortable yet? I can probably dig up a few more things. Remember I told you, God said they need to leave uncomfortable. When I said joining our group, some of y'all, whoa. <laughs> when I said serve, serving the kids, y'all like, uh-uh. That's not me. I don't feel called to. There is, there is, it is in you to serve people. Why? Because Jesus is in you and he served people. I don't just serve as pastor. I serve as secretary. I serve as facilities guy. I serve as media, worship leader. I'll take out the trash. I'll, I'll, I'll plunge a toilet. Some of y'all stop up and, and leave it. Y'all think I'm kidding? Mm-mm. Sir, just say, God, I'll serve. Get your yes out of the way and watch your world change. Get your yes out of the way. Just say yes, but I want to know what I'm saying yes to. It don't work that way. We said yes before we ever knew what it was going to be. On paper, it didn't look possible. Financially, it didn't look possible for us to move. We both had good paying jobs. But that's when you say, God is my source. He's the strength of my life. James 1.22 says, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer. That's what I'm challenging you to do. It's, 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 it, uh, uh, it's you saying, I can't stay where I'm at in my life. I'm hoping that this message is, I'm done. It's, I'm hoping that it has stirred somebody. I can't stay here. I can't stay here. I got to change. I know you may think it comes easy for me, but I have said, God, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay in this moment. God, change me. You've probably noticed a boldness and a difference in your pastor. It's because I'm saying, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to be anywhere that you're not. And I know that you're constantly moving and I want to move with you. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. So if you're here today, First and foremost, if you say, I I have been in a storm. I'm in a storm. I've been in a storm. All I want you to do is stand where you are, right right where you are. I'm going to pray for you from here. I'm not going to ask you to. I'm going to pray over you. If you've been in a storm, you're in a storm. Even though we just talked this message, you've been I want to pray for you right now. Come on. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to get everybody to stand just if you're in a storm because I got another one after this one. Father, in the name of Jesus, I I pray over every single person that is standing, God, that is in the middle of a storm. Father, bring on the storm. Father, bring the storm on. Pastor B, I didn't stand for that. He will be your anchor in the midst of a storm. So, Father, right now, I ask that you provide stability, a stable mind. I come against the enemy and anything that he has put inside of their minds that is a lie from the pit of hell. Provide stability now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. You may be seated. It's as easy as that. And somebody said, well, I didn't feel nothing. And sometimes it's more than a feeling. If you're here today and you feel like God has been nudging you and leading you to step out of your comfort zone, I want to pray for you. Stand. If you feel like God is leading you to step out into maybe an entrepreneur, maybe it's a different direction, maybe, maybe it's a new job. God, I just, I, I, I feel a nudging, but you don't have clear direction and you need his voice to provide that. In the name of Jesus, Father, I lift up every person that is standing or watching live on on, on Facebook or podcast. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would stable their mind in Jesus' name. Father, give them a clear direction. Father, Father, your word says that you will make the crooked places straight. So, Father, where there's questions or where there's some crooked or shady stuff going on, God, make that straight. Make it plain for them. Be their anchor. Father, your word doesn't return void. You've been nudging and pushing on us all day. Leading, not just forcing, but you've been leading us. So God, we fall in line with what you want in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Last but not least, if you say, I can't stay where I'm at. After that message, Pastor B, I can't stay. I can't stay where I'm I'm at. Mentally, I can't stay here. All this doubt, 
I can't stay here. All this, I can't stay here. I know what the response should be. But if you're, if you're saying, I, I'm not staying in this place, this spot in my life, this season. There's got to be a change. Got to know it starts with you and it starts with putting you first. If you're here today and you say, I'm moving, I'm moving forward. I'm not saying you're changing your address, but I'm moving forward. I'm relocating my life into, onto his freeway. If that's you, stand. If you're saying, I can't stay here. I'm determined I'm not going to live the way that I'm living. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not calling out sin. I'm just saying, you're, not, you're fed up with how life has been. Pushing on you. Shoving on you. You want to change. You want to change. Father, in the name of Jesus, just, just throw your hands up all over this room. Oh, you're, you're just saying, God, I surrendered. When you was a baby and you was in the crib and you want mama and daddy to come get you out, that's what you did. That's all you're saying is, God, get me out of this. <laughs> So, Father, we surrender and we give you everything. Father, I ask that you would would be their encourager, their comforter. Father, give them a a, a grit. Just just turn up the gritty faith. Just turn it up, God. To make big steps as Adam's coming to, to close us in prayer. Make big steps for you. Senior year, big steps. Big steps. I know that's not going to be real hard because you're a big guy. But big steps in the kingdom. Where you are stature in the natural, you're even much more greater in the supernatural. Don't let, don't let, don't let any voice try to convince you that, 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 that you're, you're nothing and you're by yourself and, and, and you're different. Yeah, you are different. You're supposed to be different. The Bible says we're peculiar people. That means people look at you and go, what's different? And you tell them, it's Jesus. Just Jesus. <laughs> There's somebody in this room and their hand is up right now. I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm telling you there is freedom now. Right now. Right now. Freedom now. Right now. Right now. Right now. If you need freedom in, in a circumstance, maybe you're not even standing and, you, and, they, and, you're, and you're agreeing with what I'm saying. Right now. Freedom is yours. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Sometimes it's a wave of, because of a storm, but sometimes it's a, just a refreshing wave of the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, I feel it. He's just refreshing. He's reviving you. He's restoring you right now. Somebody in this house, I'm telling you, it's available, but you got to say, God, that's me. Just, just, just in, in your own way, under your breath, just, God, that's me. Refresh me, God. Refresh me. I rebuke the, the attack of the enemy in Jesus' name. We will go forward. You will go forward. You will not stop. You will go forward in Jesus' name. 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 Church, find somebody this week that is hurting and they're going through a storm. Some of you probably, as I began to talk today, already had maybe at least one person in mind. You go, they need this message. I'm challenging you, get them here next week. I'll go back and give the first point. I won't re-preach the whole thing. We're going to see some people set free. You know somebody who is going through a storm and they don't know which way to turn. You know where they got to turn. Turn to Jesus. You get them here. You do your part. I'm going to do mine. And you watch the Holy Spirit do His. Watch change. Change isn't going to happen just because people see a post on Facebook and they go, oh, let me check that out. Some change is only going to happen when you invite somebody to church who you know is going through, going through hell or high water. Some of y'all know people. We do, Amy and I do this every week. We'll go home after lunch before we watch Lost. And I'll say, who did we miss today? 
Who are you missing today? Who have you normally seen in the seat? Call them. There's a reason why they're not here. Okay, if it was vacation. But there's a reason. They're believing, maybe they're believing the lie of the enemy. That says, just, just give up. It's not even worth it. Some of y'all have been there. But you push through. I'm going to stop. I'm, just, I'm, I'm telling you. We're going, to see, we're going to see change in our city. And it starts with you. Amen. Come on, will you give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise? Amen. I love you. I love you. Let's go. Let's go. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.